<sighs> Hello again. Hello. And welcome. Welcome to episode three. We are sitting <laughs> beautifully pondside. Pondside. As you can hear, there might be a couple geese in the background. Or frogs, whatever they may be. I think be. they're frogs. One of them just jumped out of the water. That fake swan that I thought was a real swan. <laughs> but uh, one thing I definitely wanted to talk about is rain drips upon me from this tree. I feel like we haven't really talked about both of our affectionate love for music. Well, I, I shouldn't speak for you, but I personally, music moves me so much. How so? I mean, I think just, it's like the idea of like reading a book where you're like processing the information. I feel like it's the same way with music where like if, especially if it's motivational music or if it's someone like talking about the struggle or how they have gone through life or what they've done to get where they're at. It, it puts you like in a mind state where like I'm processing the idea of working hard, the idea of having success, the idea of things take time. And I think I, especially a lot, like I think of like Nipsey Hussle, mm-hmm. like he like personally like put me on a different like plane when I thought of like what I wanted to do for like my job and everything. And like his whole idea was like to never quit. Like it's a marathon, not a sprint, you know? And his, his whole thing was like, I'm, I'm never gonna quit. And that's what's gonna separate me from any from any person, from any man, woman, or child that wants to, wants the job I want, I'm never gonna quit. I'm not gonna give up. And that's just what I, that's the approach I took, especially with like college coaching and like wanting to coach football in college. Like, I'm never gonna quit. Like, if it's it's if it's if it's what I want to do, I'm never gonna quit. And that's just what's gonna put me above everyone else. It's very relatable to like anything you could apply it to. Yeah, and especially like he had, he had talked about like going through every emotion. And that's, it's, that's something I've experienced in football a lot. It's like, I've been yelled at, I've been coached at, I've been, you know, someone's told me, you know, people have told me you shouldn't be coaching. People have all said I'm a really good coach, you know? So there's there's all that, there's that rainbow or that board of emotion that he talks about where it's like, if you, you've already been through all these emotions, why quit, mm-hmm. you know? And, it, and it's something that like, I look upon, like I'm not gonna quit. Like you said, go through emotions. Yeah. Not avoid them. Exactly. I think that's that's powerful. And then even like I know, like when MF Doom passed, that that affected me a lot. You know his music, and it, his music isn't even like motivational or anything. But he's just so his style is so new, unique mm-hmm. that it just it, it speaks to me, and it's you know like it's just like I said, it speaks to me, and I, I love it, and I listen to it every single day. And there's so much his beats and his rhythm pattern in it, like just the way his like no one raps like him. There's not one rapper in the entire world that raps that can or will rap like MF Doom. The way you could just break down all of his lyrics, yeah, to what he really meant. <clears throat> I remember the first time listening to "Swimming" after Mac Miller passed, and that was tough because you can hear his struggle like in all his songs. That's that's one thing I remember. I remember the exact moment, the exact moment I found out Mac Miller had passed away. I was on a bus to Oak Park to coach a football game, and shout out Ben Williams, one of my very good friends. We we've been both been Mac Miller for, fans for a while, and he had showed me. It was like some like Twitter thing or something, and he like we were like sitting across from each other on the bus, and he just put it in my face. And it was, you know, like breaking news, Mac Miller passes away. And his 
eyes were so like filled you know like you've ever seen someone who like their eyes are like filled with tears like the emoji yeah and it's just like he like blinked once and it just poured out and as soon as i saw his like tears it was just like waterfalls bro damn and we were like both crying on the bus <laughs> 10 minutes away from playing a football game <laughs> so it was like a roller coaster of emotions i and laughed then, but that's actually really sad <laughs> yeah but it was like i remember like i didn't even think it was real and like the whole time i was just like not real it's not real it's not can't be it can't be it. and i remember having that same reaction when i found out kobe died mm-hmm. like i was, I was about like to say, fake kobe somewhere. not real it's fake it's fake it's fake that shit's tough even but, even these days you forget yeah but it's it's just it's, <clears throat> it's hard i think especially i guess the the other side of it is like people would say like how do you how can you feel so much for someone if you've never met them mm-hmm. but i think impact is so much more than like being face to face where like you can look at kobe's work ethic and it, his motivation his hunger and be affected by that and you can look at mac miller and his struggle and his climb to success and how peaceful he was and how open with his emotions he was where he had been through a lot of shit, but he was he was never gonna shy away from it. He was never gonna tell you a lie about it. He would he would always, you know, in anything I had seen, be open about it. Yeah, I'm you know I'm struggling with this. Yeah, I'm going through this, and that's one thing I've learned. Where, like we talked about last week, like men and dealing with emotions. Yeah. Like that, he taught me a lot. Where it's like it's okay to be sad. It's okay to not know how you right. feel. It's okay to to go through these emotions that don't feel normal. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> what Sorry, do you think I, about music Mike? I just blanked out for a second um, rest in peace Mac Miller and Kobe I lately I've been more trying to actually not listen to music as much and you know just instead of driving listening to music I'll, I'll just drive like no sound and just try to process everything around and take the time to be bored because I think being bored is important which is actually my topic for the week (laughs) I read a book two summers ago called bored and brilliant where um, I forget let me let me look up the author's name real quick but basically it's spending time being bored because that's when your brain is at its max potential when you can process the best and you're the most creative most most yourself Mm -hmm. and I think a lot of times today we spend every second like distracting ourselves with our phone or with work or every second trying not to be bored every second is something you're doing not to be bored but like I said I think in the first episode I was talking about how I chose to be bored for like 30 minutes Mm -hmm. a day just to like let my mind wander and see what's like going on subconscious and that really helps you process through like these emotions that are coming up that you don't know why you don't know why they're coming up, but you can see like root causes of things. So let me let me find her name real quick. It's funny you talked about that because today at work, one of the special needs kids, we were doing uh, drums alive, where it's like it's like a mix of like running and like drumming. Mm-hmm. Like you try to like it's like aerobics and drumming at the same oh, time. Wow. And he was like, no, I don't want to do it. I'm like, why? Like, what do you want to do? He's like, 
I just want to be bored. It's <laughs> <laughs> so funny. I can never heard anyone That's awesome. Say that. Like, I wonder why, first, I wonder why he was thinking that. Well, probably because he didn't want to do drums live, but... <laughs> but he would prefer to be yeah. bored. Well, and then, like you said, like you're talking about, maybe he just wants to be in that headspace. He enjoys... Like, he's got that to the point... Freedom. He enjoys the... He got to the point where he enjoys his own mind wandering, yeah. because it's it's amazing just watching what your mind can come up with. Her name is Manoush Zemorodi. I hope I pronounced that right. But she had a TED Talk that I'll reference a little bit. She says, experiencing boredom may actually help you succeed. <clears throat> it turns out that when you get bored, you ignite a network in your brain called the default mode. Although our body goes on autopilot while doing mundane tasks like folding laundry or walking in the office, our brains are hard at work. Boredom researcher, once you start daydreaming and allow your mind to really wander, you start thinking a little bit beyond the conscious, a little bit into the subconscious, which allows sort of different connections to take place. This is when we look back at our lives, we take note of the big moments, we create a personal narrative and then we set goals and we figure out what steps we need to take to reach them. Zemarodi advises that every, everyone simply take the time to just space out. That means severely reducing the amount of time you spend online or on your phone. This in turn reduces how mentally occupied you are which leads to clarity and helps you set goals. After, I know after reading that book for a solid like month. I would leave my phone in my backpack, like not touching me so I didn't feel the vibration. I would leave it in the car when I went into stores or whatever. And for that month, I was like really, like really clarified with like my like emotional processing. But then the phone was so addictive, like little peek at Instagram here, Snapchat there. And then like an hour has gone by. A month later, I'm back to like normal <laughs> habits. <laughs> so I, I think just finding like i guess a balance because you can't you can't be completely disconnected but just knowing that being bored is good for you i think will help to let let your phone subside for a little bit i think and this this is well it really happened last <clears throat> night like and i've noticed especially when like i uh smoke a de marijuana <laughs> you know i'm when i'm on that devil's lettuce my mind is on non-stop like i like last night like i was just trying to sleep and like i just felt like my mind like running like just thinking about things think 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 and I, I i had realized like i didn't have time to like i didn't have time to like sit down and think or to just sit down and relax or decompress that was one of your thoughts that came up yeah we're like well because I, I had thought about the day and like what went on and like i went from work to work you know, I went, no, I sorry, I went work, doctor's office, work. And so it was like, I didn't have time to like sit down, not listen to music, not be on my phone and like decompress. And like that was me like decompressing before I went to sleep. Right. And it's, it's definitely one thing that I've noticed, <clears throat> like when I am like under the influence of marijuana, I feel like my mind and like my subconscious, not necessarily like takes over, but it's, it's louder. There's like a more of a, there's more there's more voice brought to it it's like if I'm, if I'm by myself like if i'm doing or if you know if i'm in the shower or if i'm more subconscious thoughts yeah, coming in up. my room it's like i honestly it's like i'm i'm watching it for the first time or i'm hearing it for the first time like i don't know what my mind is thinking <laughs> but it's thinking and I, like you know like i brought up the analogy or i i thought of the analogy yesterday where it's like 
it's a TV show and I'm in the live audience. I don't know what's happening, but I'm just in the live audience watching my thoughts yeah. process. Yeah. It's, it's very interesting. And that's where I think practice comes into play because if you do spend time alone, you learn how to perceive your own thoughts and process them versus being overwhelmed by yeah. them. Like it's like almost like meditation. Yeah. Where like once you first start to meditate, your mind will wander and you don't know how to control it. But once you like gradually learn that meditation, you can kind of warp it mm -hmm. where you're only thinking about goals, you're thinking about what you want to achieve and it's more centered and it's more, you know, it has a bigger force, a bigger impact. I would just like to say, smoke weed responsibly. Yes, always. <laughs> but always. about meditation, I read a book on it and really the practice is just breathing. You, thoughts will come up, but you let them pass. They only want you to focus on breathing. And then after you get breathing, nothing. Breathing will become like autopilot and you're just fully conscious about nothing. That's, that's, that's Eyes the closed. interesting thing. And you can really see these like subconscious ideas come up and just, I mean, I haven't got there. Meditation is freaking hard. I can barely do like 10 minutes sitting down. That's, but getting to that state sounds really nice. Well, that's the whole idea of like calm or clarity where you're, you're just, you're in the present moment, but your mind is like almost like you're, almost like an out-of-body experience yeah. where your mind is out. You are there personally or, you know, physically, but your mind is almost at like another level. That's exactly what it is. Where it's, you know, you're you're thinking about X or you're thinking about Y, you're thinking about what you want to achieve and you're so focused, you're so zen on that one idea. A big part of the book was just like, like you said, separating yourself from the body. Because sitting in the position of meditation, you're, like your back's gonna start to hurt. Because mm -hmm. we don't sit like cross-legged very often. But their idea was like, observe the pain and let the pain pass. And just, not, not torture yourself, but be aware, like be so far out of your own body that you can let the pain pass. That's one thing that I learned in eighth grade, we had like a, like the Oak, Oakland County meet for track. Mm -hmm. And I remember my track coach, we were talking about like, like, cause I ran the half mile and it was like what, what I wanted to achieve. And he was like talking about it and he's like, all right, about here, you're gonna start to get a cramp or you're gonna be out of breath. You have to force your body to change. You have to go through that pain. Mm -hmm. You know, you have to live through that moment and realize you'll get past it. And I think that's the same idea. Or even like doing like an ab workout, like when I used to go to summer weights and like coach summer weights, that's what I would always tell the kids. And it was the same thing that was told to me, like push through the pain. Mm -hmm. You know, the, like the idea of doing like an ab workout, at, so, at a certain point, you're either gonna get a cramp in your abs or it's gonna like hurt because you've been doing an ab exercise and you're not used to doing an abs exercise. So it's that idea of pushing through the pain where like, most people, when they feel pain, stop right away. It's the, your natural instinct is to stop. And they lose half their potential. Yeah. And so when you don't stop and you continue, it, obviously there's extenuating circumstances where if like yeah, your I arm's can... getting chopped <laughs> off, you need to stop. But you know, if you're <clears throat> running a race and you catch a cramp, like push through it. Or if you're meditating and you have that pain in your back, the idea of pushing past the pain. Mm -hmm. It's I, I think it's like, 
what's the saying where like our mind our body can only do so much but our mind can achieve more that's it yeah. or, or it's like the it's the opposite where like i know our, what you're saying yeah it's our our mind can do more than our body can achieve or whatever right. it is mm-hmm. where it's like you can your, you your body that, stops before your mind yeah exactly yeah. you have that mental strength to push on there are no limits mm-hmm. i like that idea a lot now my topic <laughs> you're ready for a little paranormal Ooh. Uh, Subway's back again. <laughs> <laughs> well, so the first one I had thought of, so I saw this thing on uh, Instagram where it was like 10 random facts. Yeah. And it was like one of them said 40% of children hear voices. And like schizophrenia? Like, oh, yeah. Or, or like just spirits or anything like that. And I was like, oh, that's really interesting. And then like the last one was, if you're not following me, you should. Definitely didn't follow the guy. <laughs> but uh, I looked it up and it was actually the American Academy of Child and Adolescent Psychiatric, or yeah, psychiatry, whatever that was. Psychiatry. Psychiatry. It said that uh, hallucinations and voices are very common in children. And it it can. uh, How do they know? Well, it's just off reports of like parents reporting or whatever, even the children. They say it happens when they're under severe emotional stress, they have certain physical illnesses. Or obviously, like effects of medication, or a non-psychotic psychotic illness. That doesn't make any sense. <laughs> non-psychotic psychotic illness. I can understand the medication. I can understand the. Well, I don't know if I understand. I definitely don't understand the trauma. Yeah, that that and, was the one. Stress. Where like that, you know, to think that, where it's like. You know the age range. Adolescence is up to 10. 10 or 11 or something. Yeah, so it's 4 to 11. But that's still crazy that 40% of children report hearing voices. First of all, get it right out. I, I 100% believe in the paranormal. Ghosts, all that stuff, 100%. <laughs> Since, what, what made you believe that? Uh, there's this YouTube channel called Nukes Top 5, and his videos are <laughs> legit. <laughs> like he goes through it, he he explains everything. It, like, it, it's crazy. <laughs> also, Bigfoot's real for sure. Well, yeah. Um, but that that I really thought that was interesting. That like, could you imagine like if your child, Daddy, tell him to be quiet. That makes sense though because it's of, just like, like you and your daughter in the car. <laughs> I'm like, bro, what? <laughs> give me an exorcist real quick. <laughs> right. That would be scary. It scares me like. Thinking about raising a kid and th- knowing all the different childhood traumas that he could experience or she could experience, and trying to prevent everything, like, and well, that's have a, where I feel like have like a perfect childhood for a kid. You can't. I don't think you can. I don't think you can, which is scary because then you're gonna have you're gonna know that they're gonna have to work through their own struggles. But but that's I think that's the beauty of life, where, like what what we have talked about is or what we want to talk about is our experiences, where that you can say share the same things with your children mm-hmm. where you know obviously you can't when they're like five or six and they don't understand it but like you know at I think 10 or 11 you know especially if it's you know like if it's like a father-son thing or a daughter-mother thing it's a lot easier or even vice versa where like you could come to your daughter with information about how men are going to treat her or what men are going to want to do mm-hmm. where it's valuable and she might not have to go through some of those heartbreaks or some of those you know those those boys that just want to get in her pants you know 
or if, if it's a son and you talk about how you you know some women can be deceitful some women you want to wait till you're not in middle school so you don't ruin the chance with them <laughs> uh and it's just like things like that where i feel like that's the part of life where at a certain point you've learned so much now it's your turn to, to teach someone or to teach your young children or your nieces your nephews you know yeah, lead by example too yeah like. well i think i don't think <clears throat> i was i was taught a long time ago that leading by example is not leading because a leader is someone that has everyone's attention and that is vocal and it's not like being quiet like the quiet leader isn't a real leader so i guess like you when you're a leader you command mm -hmm. and you can't command being quiet but like leading by example is a key part of leadership it's not it doesn't define a leader but if you're not practicing what you preach i agree i agree wholeheartedly <clears throat> but it's not it can't be a soul like yeah. you can't be a leader and only be leading by example mm -hmm. correct like my dad was quiet but he had a lot of good morals and i was i was pretty attentive even though he was quiet so i picked up a lot of his his morals he's not he's not like a leader type but there's things to be learned yeah he, and he has very, he has good redeeming qualities yeah. i agree yeah <clears throat> The other thing I wanted to talk about, uh, there was this company, I think it was, I want to say it was Honda, but I'm not 100% sure. Let me look. We shouldn't go so close to the road next time. You think they're going to be able to hear the... I don't know. Can you hear that? <laughs> Uh, but it was this company that had built, uh, I can't even find it. It doesn't really matter. Uh, they had built for visually impaired, like the blind, or even for any, really anyone with disabilities. It's like, like a clip that goes on your foot. So you would have a clip on your right foot and your left foot. And it's for like walking, like it's like a GPS. Yeah. And so it would, uh, uh vibrate like the device would vibrate on your foot if you need to turn right so you know it, it, like you would have like hearing aids or ear earphones and you'd be like you know in 500 feet turn right or whatever <laughs> and once you would turn right it would give you that vibration to turn right or to turn left and oh, i thought it was okay. really interesting that one that had never been thought of before that like there aren't like things like that for people mm -hmm. with visual impairments or really i think that would help like a lot of people with like special needs because like i've seen it like even like people who can see they still need that reminder like with my like the, with the campers i work with we, we're in the same room every single day they still walk past it you know <laughs> they still need that reminder that oh i gotta turn right mm -hmm. so i think i think it could be very beneficial for a lot of people i wonder if it works on like like compass north east southwest no it was it's like a gps app it's like like uh Waze or you know google maps or whatever hmm. and it's like it's through your smartphone and so you would like have like it would look like you had like you know two little like it, it almost looked like a well it's it's got to be big so you can feel the vibration yeah it was just like a little like box and they just like wrapped it around the person's foot and like they would walk and obviously you know left or right but vibrate right vibrate left and i thought it was really interesting 
interesting. I want to say it was Hyundai, but I'm not, or Honda, but I'm not sure. We'll, we'll link all the stuff we talk about in the bio on the podcast. I think, yeah, technology coming for uh, people with disabilities is amazing because imagining life without like being able to see or hear is pretty, oh, pretty I, scary. It would be insane. Like, could you, that's, that's one thing that I, and I'm probably sure we've already talked about that, but I, working with people with disabilities, it makes you realize how much, how lucky you got it, man. Yeah. You're more grateful after the experience? Yeah. Oh, totally. Like, I remember, like, the first time I had worked with someone with, who was, uh, legally blind, and it's like, they can't see. Like, how could you, could you imagine not being able to see? That's insane. At this point in my life, no. <laughs> and that's the thing, like. I would almost rather be born completely blind than to go halfway through life and get to be blinded. That would be awful. To know what you could be Yeah, seeing? what you could be experiencing, what you could be seeing, what, you all, what you've seen before. Like, imagine... Well, that's true, but I, I also think, like, you could be grateful for the experiences you had and adapt, yeah, adapt to change. that's definitely the positive spin on it, but I feel like the off... off no, that's, more the often ne- than that's the necessary spin. Because unless, unless you do that, you're going to be pitiful your whole life. Like, man, I wish I could see again. That shit was sweet. <laughs> that's the whole That's the whole, whole idea of a lot of, like, accidents. Or just change in general. Yeah, where... Being grateful for what you've been through. If you don't change positive... If you don't have that positive idea of change, you'll struggle. And that's what I feel like... We've both experienced that in people we've met recently that like i people are everything everything changes well no no i i meant like the whole the idea of like being positive like i think like to me having a positive mindset or a positive attitude is like top three things when i look at a friend a potential girlfriend Mm. you know anyone that i want in my everyday life i want them to be positive i want them to be have an upbeat attitude where like no one wants to be around a negative person no one wants to have that like it, it weighs you down mm-hmm. like we we all know negative people and it's like you only go around that person a certain amount because they weigh you down yeah you start they start rubbing off on you yeah and, and you can see the effect when you're around a negative person versus being around a positive person and this this isn't to say like they, they could still be going through a rough time and be like hurting that's different from being negative yeah i agree and that's i think that's part of healing is to accept what accept the pain what you've been through yeah. and move forward and i think moving forward you have to be positive because if you're going to be negative then nothing's going to change mm-hmm. so like still be there for your friends that are going through stuff unless they're affecting your unless they're affecting your mentality well that's i think that's the the juggle of of every relationship or every friendship where you want to be there for them but if they if it becomes too much or it's it's so overbearing that you can that it's affecting you that's when you have to take that step back i think if it's affecting your own yeah your own health your own you know Mm -hmm. mental that if like that's a hard line to well that's the thing where i think if you're a giver you think like givers are and takers like if you're a giver 
you never know when to, to back out because you always feel like, oh, that person needs it, that, you know, that person needs my help or that person needs someone to be there for them. But really, you're just like, you're just an everyday person. Like, you don't, unless you've been trained in it, like, you have no real idea how to help someone. Yeah, you can be there for them and be an ear for them, but if you truly really want them to see, to get, for them to get better, like, they need to see someone professional. And mm-hmm. it's, a lot of people don't understand that where, and I've, I've, I've struggled with that idea where you want to be there for someone so bad and you care about them so much, but all you can do is listen, you know, like you can't help someone when you're not trained on it. Mm -hmm. Like for me, I think I have caregiver personality where it's easier for me to be there for someone else versus like be there for myself. I don't know. It's, it's, oh no, I'm a hundred percent. Like that's how I feel like that's why I'm so good with like, with helping people like that's my passion is to help people and it's just natural for me it's so natural the hard part is helping yourself when you need it <laughs> that's i i i do not help myself and giving yourself the time of day yeah like that's like where i remember my dad was talking to me once once my car had broken down and i was like going over like my work schedule for the summer and he was like when are you going to have time for yourself and it, it's it's just been something that I, I don't really think about having time for myself. Like I like I have a budget, I have things I need to you know, I need to make money, I need to do the X, Y, and Z. And so I put my I put myself on the back burner. Mm-hmm. And it's like, oh I don't need it, you know? But I hope, you know, knock on wood, it's not gonna catch up to me one day. I think it will. I don't think it's sustainable. But I mean that's it's also it's also, I think, like you said, or I, I think it's sustainable because there's that balance where, like, to me, this, doing a podcast with you is taking care of myself. Like, this is personal time for me. Oh, yeah. I love Like, this. I can be at home right now relaxing, decompressing, whatever. But, like, this brings me joy. And that's where I find I don't, I don't need to go on vacation or I don't need to take a week off of work or whatever. Like, I just need to do things throughout the week that fill me up you Mm -hmm. know when you think of like a bucket of energy like i'm doing all these different jobs and stuff that are draining me but seeing my friends you know doing something with you on a weekly basis going skateboarding doing these things that fill me up that give me good energy that give me that good those good vibes it helps a lot in the long run uh completely necessary and when you said like taking care of yourself all i'm picturing is sitting being bored (laughs) <laughs> like we were talking about in the first first segment. <laughs> Taking time out to be bored. Setting a 30-minute timer and just... Be bored. Be bored. That's what I'm asking of the listener today. Go out, set a 30-minute timer, and just see where your mind goes. Because I guarantee, I bet you haven't done that in the past year. Set a, Sat outside for 30 minutes, not talking to anyone, no socializing. And just see what phone. see what your mind's cooking up. I'm gonna do that after this. <laughs> I just tried to give sign language to Mike, and I realized he doesn't know sign language. <laughs> Today at work, the Frank from China was like. You need to learn Chinese. <laughs> <laughs> I've been, there's a couple of girls who, there's actually these two twins 
that speak Mexican, or they're from the Dominican Republic, so it's a uh, they speak Mexican. Wow, I really Spanish. Just they speak Spanish. Come on, bro. <laughs> Uh, they're from the Dominican Republic and they've been teaching me bits and pieces. I mean, I took Spanish too, so like... Some España? You know, I could hold a conversation. Yeah? What'd you take in high school? Spanish too. Okay. So I could say, hi, how are you? <laughs> yeah, very good. Very good. <laughs> Cerveza? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I think that's... Con carne? <laughs> <laughs> Pollo? <laughs> oh... Well, I, uh... Alright, I think I think we're about to wrap it up. Yeah, I think that's it. Uh, if you're still li- listening. If you're listening <laughs> to this point still. <laughs> Gracias. <laughs> Thank you very much. I hope you have a great week, and uh, we'll talk to you next week. Um, I think we're going to post on our Instagram, like, a Q&A, maybe? Mm-hmm. If you want to ask questions, or if you have a topic you want us to talk about, then yeah. feel free to hit that up. Instagram is... Uno momento, por favor. Life goes on underscore pod with yeah. a one instead of an L. Life. Because it's quirky. One <laughs> I F E G O E S O N underscore P O D. Follow us on Instagram, please and thank you. All right, take it easy. Where's the fucking mouse, dude?